This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Playoffs underway for fantasy football leagues across the country. Joining us right now to talk about him, he's the best fantasy analyst in the business from the best fantasy site in the business. It's Jeff Erickson from Rotowire. Jeff, I had a buy in my playoffs last week. I'm getting going this week. I tied in the regular season atop the standings in large part due to the fact that I was powered by Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. Now what do I do? Uh, Jamar is out, and Hill, at the very least, it sounds like is compromised. What are you hearing on Hill? How do I get around losing Chase? So the good news is Tyreek Hill practiced today. Um, so we've got hope. I, I'm waiting to hear his official participation level because you, as someone who covers the team, you well know practicing and fully practicing are two different things. But um, after him not, you know, not practicing at all last week and then taking it down the wire and being declared out, this is a step in the right direction. I think the Dolphins, I mean, they, they bought themselves sometimes. Uh, you know, they, they, they coasted over the Jets last week, but they get Dallas this week. They want to show up against a good team. They haven't beaten a good team yet. Um, so I, I think if Hill can play at all, he will is my hunch there. But uh, the Friday practice is always going to, to be pretty revelatory, uh, so we'll find out then. But, uh, you know, Jamar Chase officially out for Saturday. You know that. So you're definitely scrambling to find one replacement. Now then, of course, there is also the issue of if Hill does play, how compromised is he and what do they do to uh, keep themselves afloat if Hill is not 100%? I obviously think that means great news for Jalen Waddle owners. I'm also a player that has uh, Raheem Mostert on my team, and Mostert's been very good for me. Uh, do you yes. think that they might turn to running the ball more? And if so, how much of it will be with Mostert? I think it's going to be – it's the usual. Well, he'll get more carries than A-Chan. Uh, A-Chan is going to be involved in the passing game. A-Chan could hit a big one, and he'll steal the occasional goal line carry, but you'll be frustrated, frustrated. The next thing you know, Mostert has two second-half touchdowns or something like that. That's the same – that's how it feels like it's played out a lot of different games this year for Mostert. I know he scored early, kind of beat the, beat the expectation last week against the Jets, which was nice, but – um. Yeah, I, I think that they tend to wear you down. You know, the, the Miami, their entire—I mean, it's their entire starting offensive line sat out of practice on Wednesday. That's how banged up they are right now. And some of it's a little bit of rest and some maintenance, but they've had some massive injuries on that OL. And I think this is something you're going to be watching for a little bit there. But um, I, I think Mostert will probably be okay against the Cowboys. The Cowboys team that just gave it up in a big way to James Cook last week. I'll go through some permutations I've got, Jeff, to get around my lineup hiccup with no Jamar Chase. And I think this will have a lot of a ripple effect for people who are listening that have players all up and down this board as well. So I'll go to running backs next then. If Mostert is my RB1, I've got these options for RB2. James Conner against the Bears. The Monday night game, Gus the Bus against San Francisco. And then I don't really know what the status is. I haven't checked in for a while on Ramondre Stevenson 
as the Patriots play the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, it, nor, a fully healthy Stevenson against the Broncos would be at least under consideration, but I think Connor's your play right now. Uh, you know, he's getting full workload. He's healthy right now. The Bears, you know, surprisingly, that's not really a good matchup. Um, the Bears have actually been pretty good against the run, but Connor does also catch passes, and I think that helps a little bit. Um, I, I think, you know, Gus getting a, might get a few more uh, carries with Keaton Mitchell out, but I think Justice Hill will take away from that some too. Um, you know, and it, it's he's got a tough matchup on Christmas night. I mean, yeah, Christmas night against the uh, Niners. Right. Yep. Um, that, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Connor here. So Connor's my RB2. I got my running back set. Let me give you some options I've got at wide receiver, and you tell me who you think would be best suited for my second receiver next to Tyreek then, and if there's any of these other wide receivers that you think should get bumped for one of those two running backs. For wide receiver choices, I've got Drake London I can use, Zay Flowers I can use, and Nico Collins that I could use. Uh, who should I use at least in my wide receiver two package? I'm going to go uh, Drake London at home. Uh, home London versus road London, there's a massive split. He's kind of the NFC's version of Amari Cooper as far as that goes. Uh, I, I think it's close between uh, London and Flowers. Um, I, I'm stunned Flowers did so little in a great match against Jacksonville, but they were just kind of running the ball a lot on Sunday night last week. So um, I, I'm going to go uh, London over Flowers. And if you have a flex, I'd probably go Flowers over Gus. I mean, it's two Baltimore guys. That's a tough call. But I think I'd trust the passing game more than the uh, the running back there uh, in that for your flex spot. Should I at all be tempted or at least look to watch to see what Stevenson's status is before the Sunday night game at Denver? I mean, maybe if he's, like, fully practicing on Friday, I could see it. But, man, first game back from an ankle injury – I, I'm not inclined to go with it there. I think he's gonna he'd probably be limited in his first game back. I mean and keep in mind the Pats have nothing to play for. They've already been eliminated from the playoffs. So, you know, there there's very little reason to rush him back. All right, Jeff, so far we're perfect. I kind of did the same thing the whole way through my lineup and just kind of wanted okay. to see what your recommendations were. You haven't talked me into or out of anything. We're on exactly the same page. Now let's get to another one that I think will have ripple effects for people if they have both these tight ends for sure. And maybe people were just looking ahead to see if they've got this tight end versus the other guy's tight end. I can choose between Njoku for the Browns against Houston, or I can go with Goddard against the Giants. Good problem to have. Take a look at the target share for Njoku from week to week to week. It doesn't even matter which quarterback for Cleveland has been playing. He's been getting heavy targets. I'm going Njoku here. It's my number six tight end this week. I've got him as a slight edge over Goddard as well, and I still think that based on Njoku's production lately, I think he's a better choice than having Goddard still working his way back into the lineup, it feels like, for, for Philly. That's that's where I well, keep yeah, that. Well, yeah, and... And, you know, keep in mind, Goddard's competing with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith for targets, whereas Njoku's, uh, you know, competing with Elijah Moore. Yeah. Um, I, I, and Njoku is a, tight, is a wide receiver playing tight end, too, for that matter. <laughs> I, I like Njoku. A lot of good mismatches for him. Streaming defense choice here, Jeff. I can go with Kansas City against the Raiders, mm -hmm. or I've got the option of taking – either Denver or New England against each other. So either Denver or New England in that game 
or I can go with Kansas City over the Raiders. So I got the Chiefs as my top-rated defense this week, and I know some people have been pushing back against that, but uh, I, I think Aiden, Aiden O'Connell in Arrowhead is just asking for turnovers, asking for sacks. I think this is going to be probably an ugly game for him. So I like the Chiefs quite a bit oh, here. Okay, Broncos are my number four uh, defense too. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but I, I think either one of those are fine. So you're looking at more likely the turnover prospect for KC than uh, what Denver might create against uh, Bailey's. Uh, the one thing that I was thinking about is it's supposed to be bad weather. Yeah, I mean, weather is always an issue there too. I could see it, but I mean, getting an indoor team to play outside in late December – uh, as the case is as is the case with the Raiders, mm, I mean, yeah, yep. I, I I still think I'm going to go that way there. All right, that's the one that we've disagreed on so far. I'll give you a couple of a uh, couple of players that I'm playing against and sort of scout these out for me. How big of a week you think they're going to have? I'm going up against some 49er guys here. I'm going up against McCaffrey. I'm going up against Ayuk. How do you think that plays out? Uh, I mean, McCaffrey will get his. I mean, obviously, going up against Baltimore is no easy task. Um, I, you, you might, I might downgrade a little bit this week because of the matchup. I mean, Baltimore is historically good against the pass. Uh, and Debo has been getting more, some of Ayuk's targets lately too, which makes it a little bit harder. So Ayuk might, might be a, in line for a little bit of a disappointing output. Last week was his worst output of the year. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, it was just, but it was also just a blowout game where they didn't really need to air it out either. So, uh, I mean, McCaffrey's going to get his, I mean, be thankful that you're not playing that uh, you're not going against McCaffrey against Arizona. It's a better week to face him, at least. Who's going to have the better week, my quarterback Josh Allen or their quarterback Jalen Hurts? Well, it, it's got you know the thing is probably Hurts is, is probably going to have a better week. The thing about Allen is they're not asking him to do as much. You know, James Cook ran for over 200 yards last week, or combined for over 200 yards last week. Allen threw 15 passes. When's the last time you see seen that happen? But then again, they benched their starters in the fourth quarter because it was such a blowout against Dallas, which just is mind-blowing to me. But uh, And they're facing a Chargers team that just totally quit last week. Now they have a new coach or interim coach. We'll see what happens, see if they, what changes. But uh, – this could be blowout territory again. I mean, Vegas certainly seems to think so. If you look at the line, um, I, you know, it, it's the, the thing is though, if they do have to pass it all, it's a great passing matchup. So I still have Allen in my top five. I'm going up against cup. He's going up against new Orleans tonight. How's he going to do? Well, again, this is a thank your lucky stars moment again, because last week he faced the commanders who are just a total pass funnel. At least the Saints are going to put give some resistance here. So, but again, Cup's a top ten wide receiver. So, it, 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 you just got to hope he's not. A, it doesn't do as much damage as he did last week. I'm looking at facing two running backs: Ford for the Browns and Walker for the Seahawks. Both of those are one o'clock kickoffs on Sunday. Ford versus the Texans. Walker versus the Titans. How are they going to do? Well, Walker's got a bad matchup sneakily, but he looks so good. And what we thought was a bad matchup on Monday night against the Eagles, what I liked about Walker is how much he dominated the workload. However, he popped up on the injury list Wednesday with a new injury, with the shoulder. Um, now, last year, he popped up on the injury list a lot, wouldn't practice, wouldn't practice, and then played great on the, on Sunday. Pete Carroll was almost doing some – listing him on the injury report, doing some maintenance things there for him. Uh I, and then Ford, you know, again, ten, you know, Houston's also pretty decent against the run. 
just had held Derrick Henry to one of his worst days ever. Certainly his worst day against the Texans last week. So Ford, uh, you know, I, I think he'll do okay. He's been on the injury report in his own right. And, you know, again, I think a little bit of this is game flow. Will Kareem Hunt steal goal line carry is the other thing you have to worry about with him. Last thing, Jeff, let's talk about the Bengals game against the Steelers. You're a Bengals guy. Pittsburgh coming in 7-7, seven and seven, losing three games in a row. It is going to be Mason Rudolph, as it turns out, at quarterback against the Bengals. The Bengals, as we've talked about already, they do not have Jamar Chase. Uh, from a fantasy perspective and from an actual on-the-field game flow perspective, what does that mean for targets and point totals for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd? Well, certainly their target's going to creep up. Uh, Boyd made a huge play in overtime against the Vikings, obviously, uh, but Higgins also had two touchdowns. Higgins is total feast or famine. I swear he gets two or nothing. Um, and he's always seemingly good for getting one big play overturned by an OPI every single week. So I would look for that again. Uh, he, he should get a lot of work here. He's healthy finally. Um, it's, been a, it's been a beguiling year for T. Higgins. To say Ooh, the beguiling. Least. I like that. Thank you. Uh, been you know, between injuries of for himself and for his quarterback Joe Burrow, it, it's held him back. He's had his own like missteps. He, he's had a couple of bad drops, a couple of catches overturned because he pushed off and got called on it a little bit there. He, you know, he, it seems like they're looking for him on that. Uh, I nonetheless, he's top fifteen for me this week. Uh, I don't love the matchup against the Steelers. Steelers, in fact, I think the Steelers might win this game. Um, well, interesting. I mean, I, I, all I've heard all week and all I've thought all week is they barely beat them the first time and Browning didn't know what he was doing yet. And he's looked pretty good since then. So the way I saw that game is they didn't barely beat the Bengals. I and mean, maybe score wise, they, it was that case, but they wasn't a, Yeah, you're right. I mean, the close score was a little deceiving. Yeah. Like once they got up six, it was all over. Um, uh, now I think Browning is a lot better now than he was then. Um, he's throwing the ball downfield, which is something he didn't do in that first game against the Steelers. He's gotten a little bit more confidence. I think his pocket awareness is marginally increased, which it desperately needed to. If you recall that last game, TJ Watt was just living back there. Um, and, you know, Browning would hold it five seconds. And you just can't do that against the Steelers. And especially uh, in the in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, fans are getting all revved up. Uh, you know, you got uh, the music playing in the third quarter, after the third quarter there. You know, how's he going to react to that? I don't know. Um, I think the the total from Vegas is appropriately in the 30s. So I think this will be a low-scoring game. Oh, Jeff, it's going to be such a stressful Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It really is. I mean, Miami and Dallas at 425 on Christmas Eve. Vegas and Kansas City, there'll be fantasy shares all over the place early on Christmas. And then it's the Philadelphia game and then Baltimore and San Francisco. As we get closer and closer to Santa's sleigh and then after packages are open, my goodness, uh, people are going to be sneaking away to televisions throughout Christmas Eve dinner and checking phones during Mass and things like that. Maybe not Midnight Mass, but certainly if they go to an earlier Mass on Christmas Eve, it's going to be nutty for the holidays for fantasy football fans. Yeah, and if you work in the fantasy community, man, I'm I'm totally screwed. There's like eight windows I have to watch this week. Uh, and some of them I'm just not going to be able to do live, you know, and it's, it's just tough. Yeah, are you doing Christmas on Friday or are you doing Christmas on Tuesday? I guess is the real question <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm still going to do Christmas on Christmas, but we'll have to find a way to make it all work. But, you know, th- you know, there's the Thursday window, the two Saturday windows, uh, the three on Sunday and the three on Monday. I mean, it's just 
It's tough. Uh, it's tough. And they did this last year too. So, I mean, it was, it was a similar sort of dynamic. When you, when you get it, uh, a holiday falling on or near the weekend like this, boy, oh boy, it just, uh, it, it makes it really difficult, but poor me. It beats living for, uh, you know, working for a living and doing a real job. So uh, I, I can't complain too much. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm going to have to watch a few of these after the fact, that's for sure. Um, as long as I watch them at some point. All right, Jeff, thanks a bunch. Uh, whenever you do Christmas, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll check in next week. And uh, hopefully I'm still alive in my playoffs. And for anybody who is, we'll give you all the insight and analysis that you need to win your championship. Thanks to Jeff. Have a Merry Christmas, Mr. Erickson. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Merry Christmas. All right, Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.